Welcome to The Rebound, where we'll explore the issues facing supply chain managers as our industry gets back up and running in a post-COVID world. This podcast is hosted by Abe Eskenazi, CEO of the Association for Supply Chain Management, and Bob Troublecock, Editorial Director of Supply Chain Management Review. Remember that Abe and Bob welcome your comments. Now to today's episode. Welcome to today's episode of The Rebound, Once in a Fortnight, or How Online Gaming Can Drive Change Management in Your Organization. I'm Bob Troublecock. And I'm Abe Eskenazi. And joining us today are Marco Kovacevic and Alexander L. Fernandez. Marco is Executive Director of the Digital Supply Chain Institute, and Alexander is the CEO of Streamline Media Group. Uh, This is the first for The Rebound. We haven't talked about multiplayer online games in any context, let alone a supply chain context. But we all know that between changing customer expectations and digital transformation, we're all having to rethink everything we do in supply chain, including how we communicate a new direction to the other leaders in our organizations who are going to carry out these changes. After all, as we all know, change is difficult in the best of times. Today, we're going to talk to Marco and Alexander about how and why a multiplayer game such as Fortnite might be important to change management. So let's get started. Marco, I'm going to begin with you. Uh, The first two questions, in fact, will go to you. For those of us who aren't familiar with the game, which includes me, what is Fortnite and how can a multiplayer game contribute to change management? For instance, are there principles associated with Fortnite that also apply to supply chain leadership? So thank you very much for the question. I think, you know, you are immediately going to the bullseye, let's put it that way. And uh, I like when we have a focused discussion. So Fortnite is, let's say, an amazing successful uh, game that, you know, uh, launched three years ago and already has more than 350 million players globally, right? It's, uh, you know, like a battle royale game. Uh, which has uh, 100 players with uh, either teams of three to four people with one clear goal to be the last man uh, standing. What is beautiful about it, it's uh, an interactive global platform where players from various different uh, geographies, nationalities, cultures come together and join and basically through collaboration, as a team try to win. What is great about it is those people usually, when they begin, they don't know each other, and they start from the goal to try to win the game. Now, connecting that with your next question, which is very important, you know, why we are thinking about the game and how it's connected with the change management in a way, is because, you know, as we all know, especially after uh, 2020, the acceleration of the digital world has been, you know, uh, multiplied in a way that we didn't comprehend. And we do feel, especially with having a supply chain as a backbone of every business now and visible in front line rather than uh, back line as before, is that the change management concept needs to change as well. Why? Because the circumstances changed on one side. On the other side, the way of how we are tackling the change and the problems of today has multiplied in speed. And as well, the new generation of digital native people are coming into the workforce. So how we connected the two is basically in change management, as we know so far from when it it began up to today, 
you ha you have to have a clear and understandable goal, right? That's what multiplayer games have like really spot on. You need people to collaborate in every single change management, you know, exercise. And if people do not collaborate, this is usually where the things are slowing down, where the things are changing, where, you know, the let's say that the speed of a transformation is not on the right level. And the collaboration is the key word uh, in multiplayer games. And what is great in that, especially in the multiplayer games, there's no boss. Why there's no boss? Because winning requires discipline, skills, strategy, and teamwork. So basically the teams come together based on their skills rather than hierarchy. That's why these teams are uh, spot on in what they can do. That's why they can speak up and uh, collaborate in various different skills. And that's why they complement each other going along the way. And we rounded up the whole uh, idea with basically dynamic leadership, which is focused on as well understanding the data. Because the element which we have today more than any time before is the availability of data of our business and you know, our network of suppliers and partners business, which we should be utilizing when we drive the change in the small teams who have the different skills. So I'll stop there in a sense of just rounding up, let's say, this introduction. Marco, you brought up a number of really interesting points, both internally and externally for the organization in terms of how to approach change management. Um, you talked a little bit before about you know, the synchronization and the harmony necessary and the collaboration necessary for supply chains. How are customer expectations changing what your philosophy is or your approach to change management? For example, e-commerce and you know, sort of the adaptation of a digital environment. Give me a sense of how this applies into the, um, the framework. Thank you, Abe, for the question. Again, it links to one thing which uh, Digital Supply Chain Institute started from, and that's the notion and the idea of front-side flip. And what we meant by the idea of front-side flip is basically that supply chains of the future need to do a front-side flip towards the customer. Why? Because as you rightly said, new customer today is basically driving the change in the overall expectations in a way of how to deliver exceptional service and how to build uh, customer happiness and loyalty long term so what we mean by it as you know before you were be uh, you would be designing your supply chain from your organization and production towards the market today if you would like to win and if you would like to have new customer happy you need to reverse the engineer process from the new customer towards basically your supply chain and your production uh, in that sense. So that's what changed the things because now for the new customer, everything is visible. For the new customer, the expectations, especially in e-commerce, e are almost instant or in 24-hour terms. The expectations of visibility of the product or a service is on a highest level. And then as well, uh, the value of the product and uh, the the comments around the world about the value of the product is as well very visible. And having in mind sustainability component and component of environmental friendliness, you're rounding up a very, very tough task for the supply chains to function. That's, again, why rapid change management is an essential skill going forward. Alexander, um, first of a couple of questions to you too. We're going to talk about Streamline Media, your company, um, in, in a little bit. But before we get there, 
why link multiplayer online games to change management? You know, this is a whole different way to think about change management. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. I, I think really what it comes down to is that the world today has completely changed, not only because of the way technology has become so pervasive, but also just the reality of the pandemic and how we've had to effectively adapt to remote, remote work, working from anywhere, and realistically utilizing technology as a primary uh, interface for our offices. What multiplayer games have taught and continue to teach people is how to not only understand situational context, understand what is happening as things are taking place in a fast-paced environment, but how to actually read data, how to work as a team, how to effectively change their plans in the middle of executing plan A, going to a plan B, and then realizing you need to do plan X to basically have success happen. So ultimately what happens with a multiplayer game is that people learn adaptability, communication, and management uh, really in milliseconds rather than it being judged in quarters. And I think that this is absolutely imperative for businesses today to be able to respond to really just changing circumstances that seem to be happening every other day now. So ultimately, the actual staff themselves and the team members, those that play games, they understand very quickly what the lay of the land is as it changes second by second. Alex, let me pound on that a little bit, that, that concept. Um, even in supply chain, we're seeing some of the, you know, criteria for successful supply chain professionals change, uh, specifically on collaboration and communication. Traditionally, not strong, you know, traits for supply chain professionals tend to be back office individuals. So give me a sense of the benefits of multiplayer methodology. I mean, because you're going to require interaction. How does this fit within the change management construct? Yeah, I think one of the things that it comes down to is that you begin to realize that the supplier-vendor relationship becomes a harmonious one, that you're actually working on the same team. You actually have aligned goals and expectations. And really being able to understand this, the context that the person you're working with is operating in, the way you are operating in, is basically to understand effectively how do we win together and how best do we move forward to ensure that not only our businesses and our responsibilities are actually successful, but also our relationship is successful. So I think that ultimately, when you look at uh, effectively multiplayer gaming, we have defined goals. We have, you know, these, these constructs that are out there that we want to achieve, whether it's uh, taking a certain piece of land, taking a house, or effectively scoring a certain goal here. Uh, and that ability for us to communicate and work well together, understanding each other's, let's say, tools that are at our disposal, understand and help us basically make better decisions together as we you know traverse whether it's through a map or in this case traverse through a business environment or really a, a difficult uh, operational environment so i think those things are what really appeal towards this concept and really why when we look towards just the overall landscape with, with these relationships today your supply chain manager really needs to understand not just the administrative tasks that they do but also the circumstances that their partners are operating in and this is where their skills of understanding how the business is run, how the stuff is actually created, becomes so important to them. And again, this is what you learn when you play games. You learn every ins and out of every aspect of the game itself, the data that's presented, the actual tools you're using to succeed in the game, but also how you best get out of situations that can be very sticky and very tricky at a moment in time. Alex, do you need to understand gaming? Should you have had a background in it? Is it a limitation? Is it an enhancement? Give me a sense. I mean, I'm, I'm new to gaming. So if I haven't used it before, what's the learning curve for me to go into this process? Well, let me ask you something. Do you do, you do frequent flyer miles? Do you do yep. reward points? So yep. you've played a game. You're already in games. 
the reality is what it comes down to is that basically if you've ever played a tabletop game or played a multiplayer game or basically have effectively been part of a frequent fire program, you've already tasted gaming. I think what really it comes down to, it's more about a mindset of having a fluidity in terms of your own ability to make decisions and having an elasticity of mind that helps you understand context of others. So I think more than anything else, it's just a combination of empathy, logic, and analytical capability. That's really where you need to come from. Alex, you know, when you were talking about that, um, you know, real-time decision-making and the, the sort of replanning on the fly, that really struck a chord with me because I know I ran a piece from uh, Steve Melnick, a Michigan State professor who's kind of a history buff, and wrote about how they trained fighter pilots during the Korean War, which was like the first time they really had, you know, jet fighters and everybody had to react uh, much quicker and in real time, you know, just to stay alive. And all of the platforms that we're developing for supply chain management are about, A, getting real-time visibility, but then being able to replan, you know, rethink and come up with the plan B, C, or D uh, on the fly. And that is a new skill for supply chain managers who typically are, are trained to think in terms of, you know, a shift or a week or a month or a quarter. Uh, so when you use that uh, analogy, it really, like I say, really struck home to me and I could see the advantage of it. Um, I, I know we're near the end here, but one of the things I thought uh, would be great to know is tell us a little bit about Streamline Media, your company, uh, and then also how you got involved in the supply chain space. Yeah, no problem. And I actually want to just add on what you just said for a second about how they trained pilots during the Korean War. Uh, you can actually find this type of thinking, this type of fuzzy, abstract thinking, going all the way back to Napoleon. Napoleon used to do a concept of defeat in details, which basically sat down and understood not only the lay of the land, the capacity of his people, the capacity of his actual soldiers, and the people they were going up against, and what they would end up doing is basically going into the battle, understand what they thought they were going to do, and then empower the people to make decisions on the ground as things changed. And because of effectively understanding the information and pre-planning, but then being flexible enough to make decisions on the fly, he was able to conquer pretty much all of Europe. Now, I'm not going to say that we need to go out and conquer other countries or other people, but what I want to just demonstrate with that is that that is a flexibility and elasticity that effectively we all face today. So then when we go into the context of say something like Streamline and the way we've basically built a business, our company is completely in integrated into the entire supply chain for video game development. And what we effectively do is that we help video game publishers, developers, film producers, as well as advertising agencies leverage video game technology in order to create new IPs, new gaming concepts, but also to help them apply this technology in non-gaming fields. And in doing so, what we're allowing them to do is basically really unlocking the potential of interactive experiences in order to build community and ultimately in order to basically provide a new type of experience that their consumer is not only wanting, but is now demanding because of things like work from anywhere, the pandemic, the fact that not all of us want to be inside of a space with 300 people. And because of that, basically what we're seeing here now is a new kind of renaissance where we begin to realize that how we effectively understood the world in a physical space is also being represented in a digital space. And this is why this entire concept of the word metaverse comes into play, which is nothing more than your digital persona, your physical persona becoming a unified reality. Because of that, that is now influencing the supply chain, not just from a digital standpoint, but also a physical standpoint, because ultimately consumers want to have the same experience that they would have physically, that they would also have in a digital space and vice versa. So effectively, we are affecting life in two levels, what I do physically 
and what I do when I get out into the digital world and I want to be represented and I want to have that same benefit happening. And this is where basically video games and understanding of interactive technology is really shaping the way business is getting done. And it makes total sense in the supply chain because ultimately in the end, the supply chain is a meta construct that we know all operates because we, you know, we do talk to people, but it's all going through a digital area. Now we have to have better ways of understanding and really finessing what's happening in real time. Really innovative uh, stuff, Alex. Uh, Marco, um, as Alex is pointing out, this is a radically different approach to change management. Give me a sense of DSCI and their, you know, your members, how they've embraced or they've, you know, what are the hurdles um, that you're getting organizations to understand and apply these concepts? That's a great question, Abe. Uh, always with the new ideas and, let's say, something which is a breakthrough in a way, you need people to understand or basically you need to win their hearts and minds. So uh, for this initial, let's say, concept, we have been talking with uh, the Fortune companies, we have been talking with mid-sized companies, we have been talking with small companies. And th there is, let's say, an underlining thread around it. Uh, there are basically two groups which are uh, acting differently on how they uh, see it and how uh, likely they would like to try it. For digital natives, this is something which is fun and exciting, as uh, Alexander has shared, right? You know, that's part of their everyday life in a way, and if they can connect a new digital thing to try to uh, comprehend it in business, that's great. For non-digital natives, that's a bit of a struggle, right? So uh, what we are using there, it's like uh, usual answers are, listen, we don't have time. You know, there are so many things going on there. We have so much bureaucracy as the organization is bigger. And, you know, you, you cannot have teams which are uh, multifunctional in a way where you don't have hierarchy, where you organize things around, uh, let's say, only the skills, and then you have rapid communication. But then we use that as basically the biggest advantage in a way that they're saying. Because if we are doing the same things again, we cannot expect new results, right? So we are saying if the results are not good so far in the supply chain transformation and you are doing it that way, that's an example of why you should try the other way around. And then, you know, there is a great example of as well comparing certain games. Uh, before, when I was a kid, Pac-Man was like a super game, right? And in Pac-Man, the only thing you can see is like you, you know, eating these dots and then, you know, those ghosts which were chasing you. When you look in today's dashboard of a game, you not only see yourself and your enemies, but you see, uh, let's say, those with whom you can collaborate. You can read the data real time. You can hear people and communicate with them. You can organize and change. So this is how business changes as well. If we play the business game as we did it when it was Pac-Man, we had only two components to play with. Today, we have at least five to eight. And if we don't play with them, we lose. That means from the six which we see and which we can operate with, we are using only two. So it's driving a car and, you know, we use only first and the second gear and we have eight gears on it. So, of course, the ones who use more gears than we do will be there. So this is the notion we use. And also what we have created is a two-step approach towards the concept. So the first step, is basically the step of experiencing what is the change and connecting that change in change management approach with the actual things which are happening in supply chain. So what I mean by it, for instance, like, you know, if there is a roadblock in the game, in a multiplayer game, people were saying like, okay, okay, but, you know, this is a roadblock in a game and you can move it here, you can move it there. But we told them, imagine supply chain. 
what is the roadblock for us in global, uh, you know, like operations? Suez Canal, when it was blocked, that was the block in the game. That's the block in the real life. So then we do a correlation of how you can play and organize a, a, a dynamic team in that kind of a situation. And this is how we try to slowly open the door step by step for those who are skeptic. And then we have the second piece of, uh, you know, the whole exercise, and that's the immersive experience where we basically bring four teams of four people together in a selected multiplayer game environment, which is close for them, and we have a joint goal there, and then we play and we do a change management real time. And it's very fun, right? Sometimes it's, uh, let's say, slower, sometimes it's quicker. We are now testing it more and more because, you know, some people are used to it as, uh, you know, both Bob and Abe, you, you said, some people are not. But that's why we keep it in a closed uh, environment. So there's no frustration of how quick you are, but you can only learn with the others. So those are some practical aspects and the things of how we connected it. Really innovative and exciting frontier for not only learning, but application. I think that's the, the holy grail for a lot of the supply chain is taking a lot of the you know um, concepts and applying them in real time, but you're providing it in a safe environment. I think that's really extraordinary. Um, that's all the time that we have for. Special thanks to our guests, Marco and Alexander. Uh, thank you for joining us today and, and uh, sharing your thoughts and uh, ideas with us. We hope you'll be back for our next episode. For The Rebound, I'm Abesh Kanazi. And I'm Bob Trebelkak. All the best, everyone. Thank you. The Rebound is a joint production of the Association for Supply Chain Management and Supply Chain Management Review. For more information, be sure to visit ASCM.org and STMR.com. We hope you'll join us again.